Hey, welcome back to the Scatter Joy podcast. My name is Zach Thompson, the host of the show, and uh, we're really excited. We got Joelle Leon Daniels on the podcast today. Joelle is a uh, performer, an author, storyteller, man, just uh, is involved in so many different things. He's a spoken word artist, actually just dropped a new album called The Kids Are Listening, and is like an expert in leading conversations about race, masculinity, uh, mental health, creativity. He is a creative director for the New York Times, just does a lot of stuff. Dude is uber talented. Something might be wise, but it might not be timely. Something might be timely, but it might not be intentional. Something might be kind, but it might not be appropriate. It's like having to juggle those things. And so like right or wrong, good or bad, like those labels to me aren't nuanced enough. They're very black and white, right? You know, it's like you're either on this side or that side. And so how do we kind of reconcile the fact that a majority of things are actually in the middle of that. For me in conversation, this is not even really the pressure. I don't really feel pressure per se, but I do think I feel a responsibility to be a person who is aware of the language they use to make sure it's not patriarchal or ableist or misogynistic or any type, any language that could potentially cause harm to a community that identifies as marginalized, right? This podcast is brought to you by The Scatterjoy Project. The Scatterjoy Project is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on mental and emotional health. Since launching in January of 2021, we've helped people jump over hurdles that get in the way of their own healing journey. The first hurdle being the negative stigma that accompanies mental health. The second one being the overwhelming search for mental health care. And the third, the cost of mental health care. If you, a friend or a family member are searching for a therapist, a counselor, a support group, or other mental health care programs, you can do so on our website at thescatterjoyproject.com. Also, if you feel inspired to give to our cause, you can do so as well on our website, thescatterjoyproject.com slash donate. You can now text the word scatter, S-C-A-T-T-E-R to 741-741 to get connected to free 24-7 confidential crisis counselors in an instant. Crisis doesn't just mean that you're experiencing suicidal ideation. This is for any painful emotion that you experience at any part of the day. And once you text SCATTER to 741-741, you'll be connected to a certified crisis counselor that will introduce themselves, ask about your situation, and listen. They will invite you to share at your own pace. The goal of any conversation with a crisis counselor is to make sure that you're in a safe place. Sometimes that means just talking through things and having them to listen to you. And sometimes that also means them referring you to further help. Help us scatter the news that you can text SCATTER to 741-741 and get connected to the help that you need and deserve. Hey, welcome back to the Scatter Joy podcast. My name is Zach Thompson, the host of the show, and uh, we're really excited. We have an advocate for the Scatter Joy project, for the nonprofit, a uh, friend, honestly, man, like quickly became uh, a brother to me. Uh, you got to come back to Columbus, Ohio sometime. Columbus, ready, Ohio, man. Happy, man. I'm ready, bro. Listen, I wore I, I wore my Columbus hat. Um, I went to um, this, this, like, this really cute spot called Mama Fox here in Bed-Stuy. And the dude was like, excuse me, I have a question. Are you are you are you from Columbus? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Like, yes, Honestly, I, am. <laughs> I, I went there and I loved it. So but he was from Columbus. And he was like, man, I, he's like, I mean, he's like, nobody, you know, unless you're from Columbus. And I was like, man, listen, I went there, bro. I fell in love. So Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. We're trying to get Joel back. We got Joel Leon Daniels uh on the podcast today. Joel is a uh, performer, an author, storyteller. Uh you know, the bio says storytelling for black people. And I uh, yeah. love that, man. We had you a part of our community over everything event. Uh, Joel was actually, if you've been hanging around with the Scatter Joy Project, uh, the nonprofit for a while, you know, for the month of May, Mental Health Awareness Month, our theme for that entire month was community over everything. Joel was uh, our partner in that, creating that theme, creating that focus and, uh, and dreaming that up with the uh, collaborative t-shirt. And, uh, man just uh is involved in so many different things he's a spoken word artist actually just dropped a new album called the kids are listening uh lives in the bronx with his two kids 
and uh, and is like an expert, I would say, in leading conversations about race, masculinity, uh, mental health, creativity. He is a creative director for the New York Times. Just does a lot of stuff. Dude is uber talented. Um, Joel, man, thank you so much for jumping on this, dude. Thank you, brother. I love you and I appreciate you, man. I have to, I mean, I don't want my Bronx people to kill me because I we did move to Brooklyn. Yes, know? sir. And so, yeah, you know, <laughs> I am from the Bronx, though. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've lived in the Bronx pretty much almost my entire life besides the times I lived in, like, Florida and Atlanta. And, you know, now Columbus is my new home. You know there, you there you go. There you go. There you go. You got a lot of homes. You got a lot of homes. Yeah, man. You know, and rocking love, the man. LA hat. Bro, listen, I mean, granted, I don't even really mess with the Lakers like that, but you know, the colorway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The colorways are awesome. You know. Yes, sir. Home is home is where the heart is, bro. So, you know, I just, you know, wherever I wherever I wherever I plant my feet, that's where home is gonna be. Man. Yeah, so. man. Uh little backstory on like how we met. I just like straight up slid into your DMs and I asked you, man, like, hey, we're we're running this Scatterjoy project. Do you want to be involved in it? This is our mission. This is our vision. And it just continues to grow. I got to catch yeah. you up on some ideas that we got, by the way. Uh, some really cool things that are happening here in Columbus, but also hopefully nationwide. But um, yeah, you were just like, okay, like I'm game. And I, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it, honestly. I was just like, oh, dang, like, okay, this is this dude's like just super honest, super organic, like just wants to chill. And then came to Columbus for that community over everything event. And, uh, man, we should have recorded every single conversation we had, you know, whether it was like just walk, walking down the street, uh, sitting in a coffee shop. I just yeah, man, feel that like I'm mad, I'm mad that we didn't like, I think I told you that, like, I need to, I want, and I say it, but I don't do it. Cause it's so awkward. I would have to do it like on the low. Cause then it's yeah. like, you have to, a group where you realize like you're not being recorded to a certain extent but right yeah there, there were a lot of that was because we went that coffee shop for a minute too bro that was like a good i want to say like two and a half maybe two hours or something like yeah that. one of those yeah. conversations that you just like time just flies like time doesn't even yeah. exist and you look down yeah. at the clock and you're like oh dang like oh, yeah, we got I, gotta get, to go. I gotta get going <laughs> i need socks you know what i'm saying yeah, I you gotta, get... <laughs> gotta get socks bro you know we on the clock you know, <laughs> but that event, man, there was just like magic in the air, dude. And uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, having you kick it off, having that conversation uh, that we had uh, at the event, just uh, really amazing. And we've continued to get feedback from people that were there. Obviously, it was a mental health event. We're a mental health nonprofit. This is a mental health podcast, but not in a traditional sense. Like this isn't a podcast. These aren't conversations where it's like, hey, here's the 10 things you need to know about dealing with your anxiety, but it's about like the human experience. And we know, I mean, we've talked about this where it's like mental health isn't just like a singular thing. There's so many mm -hmm. different contributing factors that play into mental and emotional health, whether it's environmental, cultural mm -hmm. relationships, like all these different things. And I think that's why we kind of like stumbled upon, maybe not stumbled upon, like it was really intentional with like yeah. the community over everything theme and yeah. focus for mental health awareness month community over everything what does that mean to you because i remember when we were talking about it and you were just like this is this is it this has to be it like let's design around yeah. this thought and so what does that mean to you like what like it's everyone probably has a different take of like what they kind yeah. of pull from it well i mean i think community is the sense of everything man and like I, even when i think about the conversation you and I had prior to me saying, okay, let me step back, take some time to kind of brainstorm what I think the concept can be for me and for the, and for the shirt collaboration and go from there. Um, in my head, I, and I think I told you this on the call, so I kind of know what it's going to be like. There are three, three or four main areas I've been playing with, but community has absolutely been the, the, the overarching thematic for me for the entirety of this year. Uh, and it, it's honestly probably been the for the entirety of my life. But this year, I think it's become more profound. I think it's become more tangible and sticky because I've a made it so. But I also think because of the way that the world is now, um, fortunately, unfortunately, reopening itself during the pandemic, mm. uh, it's it's been the reminder for me how much I need community and physical community, not to say social media community because like we wouldn't have met 
at least in the time frame that we did without social media, right? And so like right. there's a level of respect and 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 love that I actually do have for platforms in that way because they've created so much intersections and connectivity for me. But community over everything means that community comes comes first. Well, it doesn't come before me, but I am community as well. Like I try to live authentically for the for the elevation and pushing of community forward. Um, community over everything means that um, when we're looking at the hierarchy sometimes of life and our existence, it's easy to place community below our own needs, whether it's our familial nuclear family needs, like I got to take care of my partner, my kids, you know what I'm saying, my, my, my parents, whomever, siblings. Um, but community extends, for me, community extends beyond just what happens within the home or what happens within like a five to 10 foot radius of the home. But it's like being aware of the community members who need assistance in on my block, in my borough, right? In my town, you know what I'm saying? Outside of just my cul-de-sac. And like, it means actually knowing who my community members are. Even if I don't know them by name, I know them by face. I know what they do for a living. I support the things that they do in the community um, yeah. because we need each other. And the more we can use community as an anchor for how we show up for each other, the more it becomes like a chicken or the egg um, mentality of love, I think, where it's like, I don't know where the love starts or ends, but I know it happens consistently um, in, in, in this kind of, we are feeding each other because we are pouring into each other. You know, yeah. I pour into myself, I can pour into community. I pour into community, I will be able to pour back into myself as well because the community is feeding each other. You know, yep. it's like that's where community of everything for me um, um, lies. Yeah, it's so good. I've, I've even heard it described or even seen it illustrated as like, you know, it almost looks like a dartboard, like mm. community in itself is like all these rings of circles and each mm. layer has like a different theme. It's like, OK, this is like yeah. Yeah. my me, like my community, like my yeah. thoughts, like everything yeah. that's going on with me singularly. And then mm -hmm. my family, then my family and friends, then my yeah. extended family, then yeah. like our, the town we live in, the neighborhood, blah, blah, all these different mm -hmm. things. And then it like expands yeah. out to the world, right? Like there's yeah. so many different layers of community. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think what's really interesting yeah. is like everyone probably, and maybe we should, I don't know, like we should maybe like start in the center and then it like ripples out. But I think sometimes yeah. it's really healthy to look out. And then like, kind of like zero in like, okay, yeah. what is going on in the world? Then what is going on in the country? Then what is going on yeah. in the state? What's going on yeah. with like my specific cult? Like what's going on with yeah. racial injustice? What's going on yeah. with racial, racial injustice in yeah. New York? Like, yeah. I think it's really healthy to like kind of zoom out and then like zero in and it gives you a better picture of like, okay, what are the things that maybe I'm passionate about and then I can create some sort of ripple effect and impact. Mm -hmm. yeah. What like for you, when you do that, what's like the biggest thing that you're like, man, this is, this is the area where I can have the biggest impact on community on like the people that I feel like I can serve best. Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, I think it's really access for me and access to language. I think what I've what I've tried to do and, and I think I do pretty well is um offering folks language um that allows them to um, sit in whatever they're trying to sift through or express, right? So mm. this idea of, you know, I didn't know how I felt until you gave me the language for it. Or I've been trying to communicate what I've been going through and what you just said kind of really gave me um, a way to explain it to somebody else or even to myself. You know, um, that, that's, that for me is, is, is really the, 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 the primary way I think I show up for a community. It's like the ways, like, because language, that's, that's, that's the way I, I, I express myself. It's, it's through language. It's, it's through art. Um, yep. um, specifically. And so I think being able to give others the, the language that they may not either have or have, but haven't been able to construct in a way that allows them to express it to themselves or somebody else, I think is a primary function for me. Um, and that's a process. It's taken me a while 
to get here. You know, I'm 39 now. And I think I spent a lot of my life trying to find the language and hitting my head against the wall, trying to find the language and harming others, honestly, um, hmm. when it came to trying to find a language, because sometimes the, the, the pain teaches you rather it didn't, but it does, um, you know, uh, and so being able to, uh, to, to come from those things, like doing the reading, doing the therapy, um, has afforded me the opportunity to now take those learnings and those learnings of language, right? And, 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 the, sem- and, and the semantics of the language and, 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 if, and give that to others who might be struggling yeah. with that. And building community around that on and offline, you know, um, and, and, and sharing that um, as often as possible with those that I care about, those who I know and those who I don't know yet you know yeah yeah it's so good i mean obviously if anyone goes to your twitter instagram or you know any platform that you're producing content on and putting it out there like obviously the language is like the focus you know like whether it's your album or anything like that it's like the the focus of individual words and how they play with each other do you ever feel the pressure maybe not even when you're like producing content but like in like everyday relationship to like say the right thing or have you like moved on from that kind of like thought process of like i don't have to say the perfect thing i just need to speak like i just need to say this aspect of like my heart no you know i wouldn't say i've moved on from it zach but i do think i've gotten um exceptionally better at not really focusing on right or wrong you know, but hmm. more along the lines of, and, and and this is kind of like one of the the the, the tenets of the Dharma and 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 Buddhism. It's like, is it appropriate or inappropriate? You know, is it kind? Is it unkind? Like, you know, is it wise or unwise? Is it intentional or is it unintentional? And is it timely or is it untimely? You know, and that's hmm. when we're talking about speech. You know. Something might be wise, but it might not be timely. Something might be timely, but it might not be intentional. Something might be kind, but it might not be appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's like having to juggle those things. And so like right or wrong, good or bad, like those labels to me aren't nuanced enough. They're very black yeah. and white, right? You know, it's like you're either on this side or that side. Um, and so how do we kind of reconcile the fact that a majority of things are actually in the middle of that? The yeah. majority of these things are gray, right? It's a little bit of the white, it's a little bit of the black. And sometimes, depending on what the discourse is, they might lean to the left more or to the right more. And so for me in conversation, this is not even really the pressure. I don't really feel pressure per se, but I do think I feel responsibility hmm. to be a person who um, is aware of the language they use to make sure it's not patriarchal or ableist or misogynistic or any type, any language that could potentially cause harm to a community that identifies as marginalized, right? Or community that doesn't, if I'm being quite honest with you, man, like I just try to be mindful of the language in general, because I think going back to your original point, if I'm mindful of the generalizations, then it does allow me to be hyper-focused and diligent when it comes to being more aware of the language I use in very intimate um, situations. And to be even more honest, every, every interaction I have with a person is intimate. You know, I don't, you know, I don't really, um, some might disagree, some may not. Like I do have boundaries, but my boundaries are pretty much like I need to move, the things that I do and say need to be aligned with my core values. I don't really have conversations that aren't intimate. Um, I think every time that we're in in proximity of each other, whether it's walking the street or, you know, I'm saying buying a coffee from somebody, it's an opportunity for an intimate for an intimate exchange of love. And if we're not if we're not intentional about those, we miss we miss moments. You know, we miss the moment with the barista. We miss the moment with the doorman. You know, I'm saying like when we were sitting at the coffee shop in in Columbus, there was just so many like I'm just people watching. I'm watching people. I'm watching how they interact with each other. I'm watching how people place orders, take orders, and also at the same time being cognizant of the energy you and I are sharing. 
Because that's right. to me, that's the responsibility. The responsibility of language is to use it in appropriate ways in order to uplift people, in order to manifest the things that we think um, are um, are going to benefit the larger community as well. You know, so no yeah. pressure but responsibility. Yeah, that's so good. That's a really great way to like think about it. I feel like, you know, you can't just be you're not just like wired to be mindful or maybe like (laughs) we are, but maybe we like just grow up and we get distracted and we like Mm -hmm. get busy and, and then we start to prioritize maybe the wrong things or how, how do you best, like, how do you best check yourself and like stay mindful about the language that you use? Because it's not easy, right? Like that's probably the hardest thing that we have to do as humans. Absolutely. I, I think pacing, you know, I pause a lot. In conversation, I think sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's why like, are you talking? <laughs> yeah, like where is this? And it's like you know, oh man, I'll I'll stop and I'll just think, like, what do I really want to say here? And not and it's not about like oh I don't want to say the wrong thing. It's like I want to say the thing that's most appropriate, and I want to say the mm-hmm. thing that's most intentional and true for me in this moment. You know, and that to me that feels right. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't think, and there's nothing wrong about that. Um, so it's really, it's slowing down. You know, Tara Brock talks at nauseum about, you know, taking the practice off the mat. And that's mm-hmm. really what it's been for me. And like, I've never really known a practice that lives anywhere but outside of the mat. You know, I was mm-hmm. never a yogi. I was never, I, meditation came, I don't want to say late, but it came later in life for me, like later, late 20s, you know, yeah. and for me, I had been reading though. I had been reading and ingesting the language of mindfulness and, and the practice of, of mindfulness and compassion and empathy um, before like I, I understood breath work and I understood um, um, meditation in, in, in that way. And so for me, the practice has always been bringing these energies into the world, you know, yeah. consistently and constantly. Um, and I think I've, I've just gotten better at slowing down trying to be more intentional with my words. Like I talk a lot, you know, I know I talk a lot, but I also know when I'm talking, I'm saying something that's important, mm. you know, cause when I'm not talking, I'm not talking. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm not going to say it. But when yeah. I say something, it's because I have, I feel like I have something that's going to add value. And yeah. part of that is being able to stop and go, okay. Like, what am I trying to convey to yeah. an audience? And how best can I convey that? And part of that is you can't do that if you're like, you know, you got to slow down, you know, if you're slowing down, you can, you know, you can see, you you can see the speed bumps a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. I love like going back to your example of like us sitting in the coffee shop in Columbus, like you kind of noticing and seeing the interactions of other people and like seeing the environment and kind of taking it all in, like, a lot of language isn't like output, it's input. And so it's like, okay, what are we, what are we taking in as like Mm -hmm. a human being? Like, how am I, like, how am I digesting this so that like I can put out something of value? You know, we talk about the power of language a lot. Like one of my favorite authors, it's a guy by the name of Bob Goff. And he, in one of his books, he talks about like, your words have power. Like, you might not believe it 100%, but the things that you say have the power to like enhance someone else's life. Like Absolutely. it elevates like the platform. And I think you know, I said this to, to you and kind of everyone else at that community over everything event. Like I feel like my job is to like, like uplift other people's stories, like amplify mm-hmm. other people's stories and, yeah. and then get the heck out of the way. And so mm-hmm. like, that's yeah. also language as well it's like asking questions and having these conversations but but words regardless if it's a question or a statement like they have power they do Mm -hmm. something and recently we were texting back and forth i started reading a book called community Mm, yeah yeah. whatever you know it's like what a what a title of a book community but it's i think it's by peter block and uh he was talking about the difference between social bonds and Mm -hmm. social bridges and we posted mm-hmm. something kind of on that thought on like the scatter joy Instagram. And it says, uh, I'll just read it right here. It says community is at its best when we are more focused on building social bridges and not just social bonds. 
community isn't about commonality. It's about the connection. It's about connection that leads to impact and healing. And so I want to kind of throw that out to you. It's like, man, with your language or with like our language, how do we best not, how do we best build bridges with the words that we say and the things that we're kind of like putting out into the world? I mean, I think part of it is recognizing that we are all connected. Hmm. And if I'm doing that, right, if I'm recognizing and, you know, not for nothing. Um, when I think about the, this idea of, of um, relationship anarchy, right, when we're talking about relationship anarchy, what we're essentially saying is, there are no predetermined hierarchies when it comes to how we show up in love for each other. So that's whether you're in partnership, whether that's in friendship, whether that's like, you know, we have hierarchies. We say I'm married. If you're married, that is like, that is the pinnacle. And then like, if you're coupled, then you're here. And then like, maybe your platonic friends come here and like, maybe your work friends come here, whatever. And then like relationship anarchy is essentially saying it's a flat plane where all relationships get mm. equal amount of love. Like there's equanimity because no one relationship has power or dominion over another, you know? And I think that energy, the energy of that to me is, is really getting to the, to, to, the, to the heart of that quote. Um, because what I tell people often is like, I love, like, I love you like I love my, my daughter. And that might make some people uncomfortable because like it's your child, yeah. it's like that, yes. I mean, they're, this person, this child shares a part of me, but they're not mine. I don't own, I don't own Lila. I don't own West. Like they're, yeah. they're human beings who I'm to your point, right? Like if you're, if, if, if you are the purveyor of stories, if we are, if we are uplifting stories, I'm uplifting my children. That is all I'm uplifting this child on this journey. My right. job is to shepherd them, you know? And so whether it's the, 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 the person across the street who needs help jump in their car, I love that person, you know, um, because the social bond is like, what can I get from this exchange? It becomes very transactional. We are right. bonded because I'm in debt to you to a certain extent because of some relationship that we have. So whether it's a family member, whether it is my partner, whether it is like my boss who has superiority over me, unfortunately, depending on the, the system you're working in. Um, and I think that building bridges, right, is also a thing. Building is, is, a, is a collective um, idea, right? Hmm. Like we can, no one man builds anything by themselves. You know, even like yeah. my album, I recorded my album in my house. I couldn't, I couldn't record it without GarageBand. You know what I'm saying? Like someone had right. to create GarageBand. Like someone had to build the microphone that I used. You know, right. even if a person built the microphone by themselves, like they had to ship it somewhere. Like nothing yeah. happens without the other, like hmm. nothing happens without community involved. And like, we look at these things as disparate, like, oh, hmm. this person did this. And, you know, but the way I interact with the barista at, at the coffee shop might directly affect how the barista interacts with the next person that comes in. It might also affect how they interact with their family member when they come home, which then connects the family member back to the person that they, it's all connected. And if we're not right. seeing how it all is connected, then we just, we're, we feel removed from each other, which is where we are now. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems like when people think about it, like now in our country or in like our like States or pockets of community and different things, like it seems like healing, you know, like it's one thing to think about like healing yourself, like from yeah. different traumas and different things like that. But it's also another yeah. thing to think about healing, like people coming together, like community. And it seems so mm -hmm. hard but the mm -hmm. way that you just described it, it's like, it's actually really simple. Like, so what, what gets in the way us. of, of that? Us, us, Zach, ego, ego, bro. It's, it, it's all ego. It's me. It's individualism. It's like, it's me first. And granted, yes, it is you first, because if I'm not taking care of me, I can't pour, I can't pour from an empty vessel. We know the same, but I think we've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't need anybody or, hmm. You know, whether we're talking about vaccinations, whether we're talking about monkeypox, whether we're talking about racism, whether we're talking about patriarchy, whether we're talking about climate change, it's like, hmm, that doesn't affect me. 
it doesn't affect me. If it doesn't affect me, don't have to worry about it. And that right. is that the that is the basic level of like disparate thinking and 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 individuality that is keeping us from being connected together as a community. Because more often than not, it's like what a hey, how does this how does this benefit me, and how does this affect me? We can even use the the the, the loan forgiveness as an example. It's yeah. like why you know people are asking all these questions, and it's like what about me? It's like yeah. Like, what do you mean? What about you? Like people, I saw a tweet, someone essentially said like a community can benefit from something and you not, and it still be okay. Because yeah. I am sure that there's a point in time when you have benefited from something. Like someone used the example of if you, if you paid off, let's say all of your loans, you probably benefited from some sort of program that allowed you to do that. Or you had family who assisted in that, you know, right. like, no one does this alone, but we we're made like uh, American exceptionalism hmm. generally speaks to this notion that we have we've pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. And it's like, bro, ain't nothing in America done. Ain't, ain't nothing in America been ever, ever been done without slave labor, without the yeah. labor of a lower class individual helping to elevate another class. It's how capitalism works, you know? And so, but we, we tend to, to like, even in the feudal systems, of the like 16, 1700s, there was always a class that benefited from the labor and work of those who were deemed below or beneath them. You know, mm -hmm. you needed somebody else to do the work, but somebody were working. <laughs> there is no yeah. world in which there aren't other people who are benefiting from the work of others. And the more that we can say, oh, maybe there's a world in which that can be reciprocal, you know, and not like give each other crumbs. Like we give each other crumbs of love so often, like here, you know, you know, here's a tip. You know what I'm saying? Or like even that, like I don't I gotta give a tip. This is your job. It's like why not? Like yeah. why not? You know, like why not is the question I generally tend to ask. Like why yeah. not? And like you can give an answer, but it's not really about the answer, it's just about asking. It's about being curious about life. And the more right. we can do that, I think also too, the more we can kind of break break the shackles of like how ego controls how we show up for each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I recently heard someone say like every time I'm faced with some sort of quote unquote negative emotion, I always ask myself, what am I, what am I afraid of? Mm, like, what yeah. is, what is at risk? Like, yeah. like what's at risk for my ego in this mm -hmm. and why do mm -hmm. I care so much about it? And I think like that, yeah. that kind of like unraveling the curiosity of like, not even, not even other people, not even systems, but like my own emotions or my own feelings within mm -hmm. the system or within the, the thing that just happened or whatever. It's like, that is where we kind of unlock a little bit of like, okay, how can we kind of heal within community a little bit more? It's just so interesting to me how, you know, we've kind of deemed the, the team even at, with the scatter joy project, we've kind of looked at ourselves like, okay, we've been around for like a year and a half. This is what we launched. This was kind of like the, the idea of everything. Mm -hmm. And of course it's all about mental and emotional health, but, but we think like there's three things that are like gasoline on the mental health fire. Mm -hmm. It's loneliness, hopelessness, and selfishness. And yeah. It's like, okay, so like what, how, how do we solve those problems in the world? Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we bring people together? How do we, uh, do good for other mm -hmm. people. Like how do we inspire someone to like have hope just a sliver of hope yeah. so they can hold on. And then how do we inspire them or engage them to act in some sort of selfless way? And yeah. I think the beauty of like what you're saying is like, it doesn't take an organization to do that. Like, yeah, we exist for that reason, but it doesn't take an organization to do that. We can just like look at our own lives and say like, okay, how can I help someone get connected? How can I help someone have hope? How can I help someone feel inspired to act in a selfless way? Yeah, and, and the more we're dependent on organizations and governments in order to provide liberation for ourselves, the more we fail each other as a community. Hmm. You know, like I, I can't be reliant on a system that was not created in order for the benefit of 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 my communities, and spe especially if I'm thinking of the black community. Like you, you know, and and so much of so much of our suffering is because we're not honest. <laughs> you know, bro, wow. like if if if, and, and I, I feel like I might've brought this up the first time we had the conversation, but it's like, you know, this is, this is stolen land. 
you know, like I, I saw this video recently and, 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 and this beautiful indigenous sister was like, this is not what she says. Like, she's like, this is not America. This is Polynesia. She was like hmm. this. This was land that was owned by indigenous folks before Columbus do, did what Columbus do, you know, and like we, we, we live in a world where we're not honest about where we come from. And if you're not honest about where you come from, you can't tell the truth about the about the present or the future either, right? Because then wow. you're just building, you just, the foundation is a lie. And so we have to start there. And then when we start there, what we can then start doing is also be honest with ourselves and each other about where we're lacking, what we need. And then also knowing that these systems that are put in place are not going to be able to really understand the nuances of local communities and what local communities need. I know what my community needs because I'm in it every day. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can tell you what's like working and what's not working. And if I'm waiting for somebody else to pick up the trash in front of my building, if I'm waiting for somebody else to like stop the dude who's catcalling the woman and making her uncomfortable, if I'm waiting for anybody Hmm. else, if I'm waiting for a police force to do that, like, I ain't got nobody else to blame but myself. You know, hmm. like I sure I spend my tax dollars for certain things, but it takes nothing for me to pass a band-aid to somebody if I see that they need help. Cause yeah. they're they're like they have a scar or a scab or whatever. It's 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 nothing, you know. It but we make it seem like it's this big ordeal because we're dependent. We're dependent on we've become dependent on other people to provide us the freedoms that we so often throw away caval- like so cavalier like. Because yeah. there's this expectancy of like, what about me? But we're so individualistic at the same time. It's like, I'm an individual, but then also, please help me do this mm-hmm. thing. It's like, can't have it both ways. But that's where yeah. community comes in. Because community is about bartering. It's about like, oh, you ain't got salt, but I got pepper. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Or you need butter, I got bread. Mm-hmm. Or like, we have, we all have these different things that we can all bring together in, in order to share. And then like, we all win, you yeah. know? Yeah. I uh, had a friend recently, he was like on his Instagram story and he was like, it, like out for a walk, like a hike. And he like kneeled down by these flowers and he like started recording and he was like, the flower doesn't charge the bees for like it to sit here and like, like take the pollen, you know, like yeah. everything in nature kind of works together. I think we've gotten so, so uh, like separated from that thought. Mm-hmm. it's like man how how do we work together like if i have a need someone else can fulfill that in some sort of way i think to yeah. your point too like where you were talking about you know if i if i wait for someone to pick up the trash like i've just that's like my responsibility right there like that's my responsibility within the community and stuff like that someone else recently said like man if if it takes me less if it takes me less than a minute i need to do it like if it takes me, well, whatever, you can define it your own way. If it takes me less than this amount of time, because most of the time we think like, well, it's either not my responsibility or I don't have the time for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and either make, way, we just walk on by. Bro, we, we, we make time for what we make time for, for what we want to hmm. make time for, you know? And I think it's okay to own own that. I don't think we, we also do a good job of being accountable to each other and for each other because we don't think because this person is not my relative, because this person is not my partner or my child, I'm not responsible to them, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I go, when I go to our local coffee shop and, you know, I see, I see a homie of ours who's like, maybe, you know, he just came, he just, he just got released from the hospital, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe he just came home from a bid, you know, or, you know, if, if there's, if there's a kid who, who comes into the bodega and I can see they kind of struggling with change, if I got it, like I'm responsible for you. You know, hmm. I grew up in an era where we were responsible for each other, man. Like you grew up on the block, you know. Miss Shirley lived upstairs. Miss Shirley did did my mom's hair. Miss 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 Munch, you know what I'm saying, looked out for my mom at times when like, you know, our, our living situation could, could be a little hostile. You know what I'm saying? Like you you just do things for people because that's what community is supposed to do. That we have a long ancestral heritage of supporting and loving each other. And I think and I don't want to turn into like East versus West, you know, but like, I do think there's a certain kind of, especially capitalism, there's a certain kind of culture that kind of negates community. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and we can get into conversation about like the industrial revolution and how like, you know, factory work essentially really started separating us from like nature in that way. Like, it's like, 
fast fashion, right? We can like manufacture a thing. We're not connected to the things we put on our bodies. We're not connected to the things that we're putting in our bodies, in our brains. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all yeah. so far removed from each other, you know, which is why when the streets open back up, I was like, listen, you know, we talk so so often about COVID and the dangers of the pandemic from like a physical um, physical diagnosis, right? Like long COVID, which, oh my God, scary, right? And dangerous, right? Um, yeah. Which is why I want folks to be masked up as best as possible, you know, when, like, whatever. But we never, like, the talk of surrounding mental health, right? Is a, it's, it's, it's an invisible disease because you can't, you can, if someone's major depressed, then you could probably see it to a certain extent. Right. Um, but so many folks suffering from anxiety, from depression, from, from, from postpartum or, from from um, post traumatic stress, like it's and it's, a lot of that was probably pandemic related, but you can't see that, so we don't talk about it as often, right? Because hmm. you can't, you you're not looking at the hospitalizations in in, in that way. Um, hmm. That's not what the data was really centered around. But I think for me, it's we when we when we show up for community in the ways that 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 are needed, um, in the ways that are honest and intentional and true. Um, then it also allows us to like be more connected. You know, we have to do the thing. And sometimes like, cause that's where mastery and passion comes from. You don't just wake up like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm part of community. You do things and then it starts activating. Yeah. You, you're then like now responding to, to, to the mechanic that is existing in you because you started doing the work. Yeah. Start starts with action. Like it starts with yeah. like some sort of doing it's like, think we've all been called to like take some sort of action like whatever it is that day there was a mentor Mm -hmm. of mine that was like you can never go wrong with taking your eyes off yourself like whenever Mm -hmm. you feel like there's some sort of burden within the community or within the world or within yourself like even even if you're struggling with depression even if you're struggling with anxiety like you know what the quickest cure in the moment for that is is being able to like be a source of hope and joy for other people like do Mm -hmm. something for someone else and like some somehow like we've been wired that way that 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 like trips a, a switch just for a brief second that says, mm-hmm. oh man, I feel better. And then yeah. you, you continue to do that over time. It's like, you know, it's the tagline we have. It's like the best way to experience joy is to scatter it. It's like, well, if Bro, we keep it contagious. that simple, then it's simple. Super simple because it's contagious. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like you can start a contagion of joy and love, man. You just got to, you have to start though. Yeah. And so like, you know, we spend so t- so much time asking who is it going to be? Hmm. Like, it could be you. Hmm. <laughs> like, who are you waiting for? Like, who do you think? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, people you're are waiting. the hero. You know, people, people are waiting for the next Malcolm and the next Martin and the next, you know what I'm saying, Kwame Torre or the next, you know, Shirley Chisholm or the next, you know what I'm hmm. saying, like Asada Shakur or whomever the next person is that you're waiting on to liberate and it's like you are the person these are ordinary people ordinary people like they're human beings they're not superheroes they are not folks who you know i'm saying have some sort of mutant powers that get activated when they are doing political organizing work these are human beings who are parents who are lovers you know i'm saying like who are friends to folks who laugh you know i'm saying like you know, James Baldwin told jokes. See, like these are human beings. Like we, <laughs> like we have to recognize that the power. Like you know, what 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 um, what Captain Planet say? We be laughing at like Captain Planet said, "The power is yours, man." He he was trying to tell folks, like you can do it. Like hmm. you know, you can do it. That theme song, the Captain Planet theme song, actually. If just play it again, bro. Like. <laughs> You want to save the planet? Like, like here's what you do. Like, they gave you the clues, and he yeah. came in. I was like, "Yo, the power is yours, bro." We'll make we'll make that the intro to this podcast episode, maybe. He man, <laughs> I got the power. Isn't that, that's what he man say, right? Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, they were trying to give you jewels. He was like, "I have the power, bro. I got it. I, not Skeletor. None of these dudes. Like, it's me. It's me. You know." Hey, who was? I'm so curious, man. Like, I mean, you know, you're you you speak with so much wisdom and and all this thoughtfulness just comes oozing out of you like who who were the people that really helped you see these things like of course that i'm assuming joel like you didn't you didn't you weren't just walking around at like age 16 being like 
I got the power, you know, like, <laughs> this is what community over everything means, you know, like who, who were the people in your life and how did they help like open your eyes or help start seeing blind spots? I mean, man, there's a lot, you know, like I can just run that a list. Like, you know, Linda T, you know, that's my mama, you know, my, 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 my mom, um, <laughs> Tony Morrison, Bell Hooks, Octavia mm-hmm. Butler, James Baldwin, um, my homegirl, Ebony Janice, my good friend, Ashley Simple. I mean, I'm black women, honestly, yeah. generally speaking. Um, but like, you know, like you know, um, following the the, 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 the the doctrines of like, you know, uh, Martin Luther June, Martin Luther King and like Malcolm X, I think honestly also played a really big role. I remember I played Martin Luther King Jr. in second grade play. And I used to tell people, little known, very silly fact, which I used to tell people I was Martin Luther King Jr. reincarnated. Like I remember in middle school, like often to whoever would hear me. And my friends would call me that because I was the peacemaker. We'd be playing two-hand touch football on the street and dudes be about to like throw hands or like get in each other's face. I'd be like, yo, come on, yo. You got to chill out, man. I love it. Like that, I was that kid, bro. Like that's, you know, but I think, and I, and, and interestingly enough too, like you said, you know, I have the power made me think of um, Chuck D, Public Enemy. You know, hip hop, hip hop gave me swag. It gave me confidence. You know, um, hmm. black women gave me wisdom. They gave me knowledge of self. Um, hmm. They gave me um, the opportunity to feel like I could put power to language. Um, and then, like you know, a mindfulness practice. And so, when I think of when I think of the the, the homie Sharon Salzberg, you know, what I'm saying, or you know, if I think of Tara Brock, if I think of Eckhart, right? If I think yeah. of Deepak, if I think of um, Ram Das, like I think of the practitioners who essentially are practicing the Dharma, who are talking and teaching the Dharma, you know, all these things kind of came into this pot, you know? Um, and then like, you know, my, my, you know, my lovers, like, like folks, like women whom I've loved, and again, black women whom, I, whom I've loved, who have shown me the way, who have challenged me uh, and who have, um, who allowed me the space to figure it out. You know, yeah. but it, it is community, you know, like it's to your point, like it doesn't, it doesn't happen in a vacuum, you know, right. there's learning, if you're paying attention, there's something to be learned and gleaned from, 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 from all, from all folks who, who yeah. come and go in our lives, you know? Yeah. And I love the fact that like that learning probably doesn't really happen just like in that moment from that person. Like, it's just like, yeah. it takes time to like observe and look back and reflect and become aware of those things. Absolutely. I think one of the things is like, I know, obviously the underlying theme of the conversation or any conversation that I feel like we have is, is like hope, like Mm -hmm. the work produces hope, like the language produces hope, the Mm -hmm. coming together as a community produces hope. Like, so I think, you know, to you, like, what is your biggest hope from the work that you're currently doing right now? Like the creativity that you're, putting out right now the language that you're using right now what is the biggest hope for you within those pockets of community that that we kind of defined earlier Hmm. that's a good question i think i think the biggest hope for me is folks feeling the responsibility and weight of being able to change the world you know, within mm-hmm. our environments, we think, and it, it, it honestly goes back all the way to the beginning of our conversation, bro. It's like, if I'm looking at the macro of it all, while impactful and important, it could also be scary for folks. Like, oh man, you so you tell me you gotta fight sexism, climate change, mm-hmm. patriarchy, like all these systems that essentially um, are not of service to the humanity that exists in us, right? Um, That can be scary, but if I go really, really, really local and I get hyper-focused on, but what can I do on my block? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who can I help on my block? Who are the people? What are the things I can be doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you start small, you know, because like, we've kind of both both been saying it and I think you've been kind of helping to um, guide guide the conversation in this way. Like it's it's small, like it's not it's actually not 
that hard. It's really simple. And it's really yeah. small things that we can do that we, we, if we make time for, you know, and, um, you don't have to like, cause I think sometimes too ego will say, I have to teach. It's like, no, like you, you walk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, listen, if wow. there's one thing Jesus was going to do, Jesus was going to walk, bro. He's like, I'm just going to walk. Y'all coming? All yeah. right, cool. Yeah, watch. I'm a like, you want some, you want some, you want some bread, some fish? <laughs> Who want wine? I got you. Like, just just follow me. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. It's not like, but this is what you need to do right now. Like, you follow, and then like, we're leading by example, you know. Yeah. And if we're setting the example, we have to choose. We have to also be intentional about the examples we're setting. Hmm. That's a choice. And some folks are not aware of that of that not just responsibility but the privilege. If you are wow. living a person who is able bodied, and granted, even if you are not able bodied, right, but recognizing your privilege and being able to go, oh, I can utilize this for the greater good of humanity, bet. Super simple. A lot of us are not either ready to yield that power or even aware that we have that power. But yo, yep. Captain Planet, He-Man, I'm trying to tell y'all, like, yo, it's ready <laughs> in, bro. What are you waiting for? Like, who are you waiting for? Like your mayor? God, I'm not waiting for Eric Adams at all. Like he's not gonna, he's not helping me. So like I need to, we need to get together. Like, oh, we're gonna throw a little block party. Oh, my man is like, we're gonna celebrate my goddaughter's birthday, which we did yesterday. All right, we're gonna put this tent up together. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna feed these babies together. We're gonna like, you know, we do it together. Can't happen in isolation. There's no liberation yeah. in that. Yeah. What like, you know, so many people are unaware of like the power that they yield, just like you said. And to me. You know, I probably struggle with that for a long time in my life. I still probably do, you know, yeah. if it, if I'm being honest, like I, I struggle with self-doubt a lot, whether it's like, mm-hmm. um, the things that I want to do professionally or the things that like, I just want to do community wise, you know, yeah. how, how do you overcome that, that doubt or self-doubt or how does, how does anyone overcome that to actually realize and then put that power to action? I think part of it is is realizing that failure is a part of is a necessary part of the process. Hmm. Like you're going to fail. And the only way you fail is by doing. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Uh, Kobe spent so much time in the gym, man, you know, like so much time in the gym. Like and there was a dedication to craft that was really important to him. And it was his practice. And so when you're looking at it from that perspective, it's like there there was nan none shot that Kobe missed, but it happened. But you gotta shoot the shot. You gotta take the shot first. Yeah. You gotta fail and you have to fail. And honestly, the more you fail, the better you get. You just do. Yeah. Like I've made so many mistakes, man. So many mistakes, whether it be writing, whether it be loving, whether it be living. And it's like the doubt doesn't go away, but the voice is a lot quieter. Hmm. You know, like the voice I can hear and now I can be like, mm. now I have tools to do this. Because before yeah. the voice would just be on my sh- like yo yapping, and you'd be listening too, you'd be like, oh man, you know what? Damn, I wasn't even thinking about it like that, man. But now that you said it, yeah, you're right. I I don't know how to do this. But yeah. now the voice be like, yeah, yo, back, come on, bro. Like I'm trying to yeah. trying to get this bag. I'm trying to like I'm trying to heal the world. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this <laughs> this is not helpful. In fact, yep. it's actually it's it's contradictory to what I actually know to be true. Because yep. if we're if we're living in joy and, and like, again, if you, uh, outside of having some preconditioned chemical imbalance that does not allow you the opportunity to show up fully and to be present in a way that allows you to be aware of what's going on, we all have an opportunity to flip the switch and like, go, okay, now nah, I can, I can add love here. And like, that's what I try to do. I'm like, how can I add love in this space? Nope. You know, kids will help you do that. A, a, a pet might help you do that, but life will actually help you do that if you're open to it. Like, how can I add how can I add to this thing? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I love man. that, man. I love it. Comes back to doing, trying, doing. falling, failing, yeah. getting back up. And we've, we've talked about that as just being dads. Like, it's like, well, if I want to become a better dad, I can't not try to be a dad, but I know that yeah. if I'm trying to be a better dad, I'm going to fail. Yeah. And then that failure yeah. is going to help me regulate my emotion better and then help her understand her emotions better and all those yeah. different things. So, Bruh, yeah, it's like we speak. we usually we usually look at like achieving and failing and getting better 
and reaching goals only in a professional lens, you know, like that is like, it's a parent, like put that on a parenting lens, put that on a healing lens, put that on a community bridge building lens. Like, like it, it all kind of comes back to that. And I love that you brought that up because it's so true. So true. Our kids need to see us fail, man. Our friends need to see see us fail because then it allows them the opportunity to know because everyone is failing. Everybody is, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z was getting punched up in an elevator because he cheated on essentially the most beautiful women in the world. Public failure. Public. You know what I'm saying? When Malcolm was was banned from the Nation of Islam, public failure. Hmm. Came back stateside after his pilgrimage to Mecca. He is now El-Malik El-Haj Shabazz. Basically saying to the world, who I was, I've now learned, was not the totality of who I could be. Pup, full public 180 about fakes, failing in front of everybody. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, Dr. King goes to Chicago and tries to lead union workers, riots and shit. Failure, epic failure mm. for the man who had led Montgomery to like the promised land. You have to fail in front of people because then people, A, say, oh, this person is human. Oh, he's failing yeah. like me. You know, and that means I can I can step more boldly and more proudly in my promise because now I recognize that there's humanity in in, in in my process as well because he or she or they have exposed me to it, you know? So good. Yeah. Usually we talk about like failure and like negative emotions or negative experiences yeah. and, and, and we don't tie those to joy. But I mm-hmm. think in this sense, uh, the getting better through failure is a really joyous yeah. occasion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to, yeah. I want to ask you this, uh, within yeah. that lens, we ask this to everyone on the podcast and every, everyone yeah. we come in contact to what, what brings you the most joy? This, this moment. And then it'll mm-hmm. probably be the next moment after that, man. Like, like I said earlier, every exchange is a moment for intimacy, you know? And anytime I get to break bread with folks I love, it's like, that's the thing. Those are the things that fill me up. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like holding court, holding space for each other, learning from each other. Community, honestly, man, like that's community. Because we also think of community as like a very large, all-encompassing thing, which it also is. But community is also communion. It's also the one-on-one exchange with the person in a coffee shop or on a podcast or at the restaurant, you know, where like you close down the bar because you're so engaged and so engrossed in the work of learning each other, unlearning things that maybe lived prior to the experience and moment that you're now sharing with the person. It's the moment to moment. That's where the joy is. You can find the joy in the moment to moment experiences, man. Like that's, that's the magic. That's the untapped magic, you know? Yeah. That's the recipe to life, dude. I love it. I love it, man. Well, dude, I, uh, so grateful for you, honestly, like, I don't even know how to express my gratitude, uh, for your friendship and, and your brotherhood and, and coming on here and having these conversations and, and having the unrecorded conversations, man, those, those mean more to me than this. And, uh, yeah, I just, to many more, we'll make it out to New York soon. And, uh, please, man, come on, come on man. we can get a pop. You gotta show man. me around. Yeah, bro. Exactly, man. There's so much. There's so much to do. Like in just like a one block radius. We, we <laughs> so much, so much, so much. I got you, man. Hey, hey, Joel. What if if people? Obviously, people are inspired by this conversation. I know that already for a fact. We haven't even published it yet. Speaking of new <laughs> existence, obviously. How can they? How can they keep following you? How can they continue to kind of hear your language, hear your wisdom, be inspired by you, and and engage with what you're doing? Yeah, man. You know, I, I'm I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so uh, I am J O E L L E O N. I am Joel Leon on Instagram. Joel A K A M A G. Joel A K A Mag on Twitter. But everything is on my Instagram, like my link tree, all the all all the, like the, the 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 linkage to the work and whatnot. The kids are listening. The spoken word, unspoken word project um, is out. It's on title. Spotify, um, Apple Music, you know what I'm saying? Play it while you're cleaning your crib, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's like, it's it's, it's a vibe, you know? 
think it's beautiful art um, yeah. honest art and it's intimate art you know I, I want us to get more and get more focused on the practice of intimacy um through all the through, through all the ways um we get to show up in the world um, but yeah man I, i'm i ain't hard to find bro not hard to find <laughs> I ain't my, 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 my seo game is is is, is solid so you, you search <laughs> I'm the first I'm the first dude that come up, man. So that's man. a fact. I'm that's fine. a fact. This dude this dude's well known, man. And he's walking <laughs> the walk. He's walking the walk, just like he right. talked about and uh and inspiring a ton of people, man, including myself. Joel, thank you so much for, for joining, dude. Yeah, man, of course, brother. Anytime you already know, man. Just just say the word. I'm here. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. Look, if you like what you heard, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe everywhere you guys get your podcast. Also, to stay up to date with everything we're doing with Scatterjoy, go ahead and give our Instagram a follow, all right? At the Scatterjoy Project. Thanks again for listening. See you guys soon.